Okay, so in this next meditation, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, the Holy Spirit. You're preparing for the Sacrament of Confirmation. And so uh, it's important that you become good friends with the Holy Spirit. Um, and we're going to, in the next uh, meditation as well, we're going to talk a little bit about what Confirmation does um, and what your specific role is. But the essence of confirmation revolves around the Holy Spirit and the way that the Holy Spirit um, impacts your life in a real way so that you can so you can live uh, the Christian life and particularly so you can spread it, which we'll talk about in the next meditation. Um, but the Holy receiving the Holy Spirit now, you don't receive the Holy Spirit fresh at your confirmation. If you did, if you thought that, uh, well, sorry to bust that bubble, but uh, you don't. It, um, you received the Holy Spirit when you were baptized. When you were baptized, you were adopted by God the Father. You were uh, conformed to God the Son, to our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, so you share in his priestly, uh, prophetic, uh, and kingly role. And the Holy Spirit came to live in your soul on the day of your baptism. And so you you already have the Holy Spirit. <coughs> and the Holy Spirit is that kind of interior uh, impulse. Uh, it's, the, it's the love of God in your soul that uh, should help you to, first and foremost, um, you love God the Father with God's own love, which is the Holy Spirit. So we read in John's Gospel, John uh, chapter 20, if you're following along in your Bibles, John chapter 20, and it's verse 19. Gospel of John chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of the first day of the week, this is after the resurrection. On the evening of the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus, we hear, breathes on them. Now, look, I don't know about you, um, but if you just think about this, to breathe on someone, um, you got to be pretty close to them, right? And it's kind of like, for me, that don't be close enough to breathe on me because uh, you're too... You're too close if you can breathe on me, right? That there's a closeness there. Our Lord Jesus, we hear, breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. That receiving the Holy Spirit, particularly in the sacrament of confirmation, um, there's got to be a closeness with Jesus, right? Lord, we we have to be close to you. Uh, We have to follow you. We have to listen to your call. Um, We have to do like Peter did and put out into the deep. And we have to be close to you. That the Holy Spirit is the love of the Father and the Son. And so, in a real way, um, we just need to stay close to our Lord. Again, we read in uh, John's Gospel, chapter 16 now, chapter 16, um, 
verse 12. Chapter 16, verse 12. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That Jesus promises to send us the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes, he, he declares to us uh, what, giving us what is the Son. So Jesus says, everything is the Father's. All that the Father has is mine. When the Spirit comes, he will take what is mine and give it to you. I mean, this is just, think about that incredible thing. Like, this is like God the Father and God the Son. And through the Holy Spirit, like, we get to share that. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, it's so beautiful the way that we get to share what is proper to God um, through the Holy Spirit. That becomes ours. Uh, what great love God has for us. You know, the dignity that we have in our, in our Christian identity and our relationship with the Holy Spirit that this becomes properly ours. Um, everything that the Son has, which is everything that the Father has, which is everything the Holy Spirit gives to us. You know, make good friends with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in your soul, um, provided you haven't kicked him out through mortal sin. Um, and if you do, you go to confession. But the Holy Spirit dwells in your soul if you're in a state of grace, and that'll be strengthened in confirmation. And so, um, you know, make good friends with the Holy Spirit. Um, the love of God himself dwelling in your hearts, in your souls. Um, the Holy Spirit is your primary counselor and guide, right? Um, the Holy Spirit uh, gives, us, gives us advice. That's what counsel is. That's one of the gifts of the Spirit, counsel. The Holy Spirit gives us advice, right? Helps us along. And how much do you need that, particularly in high school? Like God himself can like give you permanent advice in a good way. The gift of counsel there um, is one of those great gifts to pray for. To actually like listen to the Holy Spirit and to allow God to not force you, right? This is the thing. I can give each of you advice. I'm not going to force you to do anything, um, but good advice, right? And, and that advice, when it comes from the Holy Spirit, when it comes... Uh, from God himself, uh, what great, what a great gift that is and a great gift to receive in the sacrament of confirmation. Let's flip as well to the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, so it's after John's gospel. Now again, the big, the big kind of manifestation of the Holy Spirit is at Pentecost. And so chapter two of the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from the heaven like the rush of a mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And begin to speak, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. And the sound of the multitude came together, and they were bewildered. 
because each of them heard him speaking in his own language. Think about that. They heard the multitude, this crowd. They're, they're living in Jerusalem, right? Jerusalem, it's like a big city. Um, and the noise of Pentecost, the, the rushing wind. You know, we've had some pretty big storms here in the last couple, couple days, a couple weeks. But like, it's nothing that's going to make me go out of my house and be like, hey, what's going on? Right? But especially now if you live in a city. But here, it's like, it's so big what's happening that the people, they get out of their houses and they want to say like, what is going on? When the Holy Spirit comes to rest on the apostles and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, you know, Pentecost, um, it's a pretty cool thing. Pentecost is not a new feast, right? When we celebrate Pentecost 50 days after Easter, it's not new. It's not like we made that up. Uh, That just happened to be that's the day that the Holy Spirit came. Like, no, no, no. Pentecost was already a feast in the Jewish tradition. It was a feast. Um, so if, if the Passover is when the Israelites left Egypt in the book of Exodus, the beginning of the Bible, book, chapter, the second book of the Bible, if the Passover is when the Israelites left Egypt, and we know that Jesus was killed on the Passover, 50 days after the Israelites left Egypt, what happened? They were given the law on Mount Sinai. And so that's when Moses went up the mountain and God gave the Ten Commandments and the whole law. And so Pentecost was already a feast of the receiving of the law on the mountain uh, by Moses. So now what's happening? Jesus, the true Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. And he didn't just lead us out of the country of Egypt. He led us out of slavery to sin. He led us from slavery not just to a foreign nation, but slavery to sin. And now... 50 days later, well, what's the law that we're receiving? It's the Holy Spirit in our hearts. St. Thomas Aquinas calls it the new law of grace, where the law is written not on stone tablets that got to be read from a mountain, but the law is written in our hearts, that God himself writes his law in our hearts. And it's not the law of like, do this, do that. Uh, It's partially that, but it's partially the fact that If we fall in love with Almighty God, if we fall in love with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if we desire to follow him, the Holy Spirit leads us in that, helps us know how to do that. The Holy Spirit guides us and counsels us along the way. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to do it, right? This is, the again, so much of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's that the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do it. Am I strong enough to follow Jesus Christ all by myself? No. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm made strong. It's God's own strength in me. And so this is it. This is what Pentecost was. And this is what you are going to celebrate just next week with your confirmation. It's that the law of God is strengthened because it was already written on your heart in baptism, uh, but it's strengthened in confirmation. Um, and that it's, it's God's guiding your life. And that giving of the law is a beautiful moment of the covenant. Uh, this promise God makes to his people, giving them a way to live so they would be identified as his people and he would be their God. And it's the same, you know, you have to choose. Um, you have to choose in a real way. Like, are you going to follow the Lord God? Are you going to, um, worship and adore him? Are you going to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ or not? Uh, It's a choice you have to make and you have to decide. Um, The Israelites had to decide. 
Are we going to follow the Lord or not? Are we going to live the way that the Lord tells us to live? Or are we going to go do what all the pagans around us do? Uh, And you need to decide as well. At a point in your life, are you going to follow Jesus Christ as his disciple? Are you going to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to do that or not? And are you just going to live like all the other pagans, all the other people who just live for themselves and their own pleasure and their own power and their own wealth? Um, Are you going to follow the Lord? The Holy Spirit strengthens us to do that. The Holy Spirit is the love of God poured out in our hearts. We have to be so close to the Lord Jesus. He breathes on the apostles. Peace be with you. Make good friends with the Holy Spirit. Um, Allow the Holy Spirit to guide your life uh, and to help you along. And so um, just in this next time of prayer, um, really just spend this time asking for that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, asking the Lord uh, to help you um, know the presence of God in your soul uh, and to be open to his promptings. If we don't listen to the Holy Spirit and if we're not aware of even the Holy Spirit's presence in our soul, then we are, um, then we're not going to listen. And so uh, let's ask the Lord to help us in that way. Uh, and so we pray, come Holy Spirit. You know, come Holy Spirit, strengthen our hearts to know the love of the Father and the Son, uh, to rule us, to guide us, uh, and to help us follow the Christian life. Thank <laughs> you.